your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by James Boyman and Ryan Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the American Toffee Podcast. James here, joined as always by Ryan. What's happening? And we have our favorite, one of our favorite recurring guests on today to talk about a lot of exciting developments. It's a special episode. We welcome back on Captain America himself, Tony Sampson. Thank you very much for having me back on. I noticed that you changed me from favorites to one of the favorites. <laughs> I should... I should Firmly in the pole position as our favorite <laughs> recurring guest. But we, trying not, we're trying to be inclusive, Tony. Make no Very mistake, good. yeah. So And so you should. It's, it's, it's nice to be back anyway, whether I'm favorites or not. Yeah, it's been a while, Tony, and a lot has happened. So we have a lot to go over just to give all of you listening at home an overview. We're going to talk a little bit about the fans forum recruitment process. We're going to talk about the club's big announcement today on Thursday for international expansion, uh, continuing to grow the Everton worldwide brand. And then we, of course, will preview the first inaugural Everton USA event, Everton USA Live, which is taking place this Saturday, the 17th. All right, Tony, let's just get into it. Uh, so give us the latest update on what you've been up to on the fans forum. Thank you. Yeah, well, we've um, we've 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 been quite busy throughout the, you know, through the through the last period and uh, the pandemic. So we, we've tried to sort of keep the the regular meetings and the interactions with the clubs going. Obviously, we've all had to adjust how we've done that. And like everybody else around the world, we've got very used to zooms and teams and uh, all the other sort of electronic uh, sort of platforms that have allowed us to do that so but I think that's been good actually because I think it's um, it's also shown that we you know we can do things in in different ways and and, and allowed us to progress that agenda so you know we've been busy on a, on a, on a, on a lots lots of different fronts obviously you know back home we've been sort of working with the club around sort of what its process is going to be around um, you know season tickets you might have seen during the last uh, the last sort of lockdown period as well, we worked with them on sort of the refund process. Uh, we've you know, we've been involved in writing open letters on the stadium. We've been working with you know when the, the supporters were back into the uh, stadium for those those couple of games, we worked with them then to make sure that the processes and the safety of supporters was was paramount. So look, there's a, there's lots of things. You know, we're continuing with our podcast to try and you know, get the information out there to, to support us as much as we can uh, and sort of feedback on the interactions and the discussions we're having with the club. So, so yeah, that's all, that's all continuing. And I think the, you know, one of the big, big focus points for us at the moment is actually we're recruiting. So we've got um, five slots that are currently open um, and the, the, the process actually is opened at the beginning of this month and is due to end on Sunday uh, at midnight UK time. Um, so yeah, we're looking, we're actively looking for, you know, for more people to get involved and hopefully if, you know, if people feel as though they've got a contribution to make and making sure that they can make sure the Everton fan base is represented and can take all the issues that matter to our fan base where, you know, wherever they happen to be, uh, and, and have that discussion with the club. So, um, the process is, is, is same as it has been in previous years. Um, there's an online form and people can access that through the EFC, uh, fans forum website link on the, on the main club website uh, where we, you know, we just ask people to set out a little bit of background about themselves, you know, what they, what it is that they think that they can offer. Um, and then that will include a sift uh, and those successful 
uh, applicants then will be invited in for interview by members of the forum. And then the final piece, as you guys will remember, is uh, it then goes out to to vote for the you know with the with the Everton fan base as well. And then then hopefully we're we're anticipating that the five new members will be in place um, uh, in June. Fantastic. I I remember uh, the politicking process well tony i remember having you on and, you know what a great representative you've been in the last year plus could you perhaps give a short little bit of a i guess testimonial about your experience in the last year on the fans forum for anyone who might be thinking about or on the fence about getting involved yeah sure i, I mean look i i just think it's a, a really good opportunity to to get involved in you know lots of different um, issues that impact impact the club, you know, obviously, obviously off the pitch, you know, and the the way we're organised within the forum, you know, we have a series of different working groups that focus on on different issues. So, you know, some of them have been, you know, sort of more active over the during the pandemic just because of the nature of the issues they deal with, and, other, and others less. So, you know, there's a catering group, for example. There's a there's an atmosphere group. You know, actually, that has been active. You know, when when you know the when the league kicked kicked off again after you know project you know for project restart you know that group was sort of you know quite heavily involved in getting feedback from the fans on you know what Goodison should look like you know with all the banners and and sort of you know the stands um there so there's there's those two groups you know there's also a retail group this is an issue that you know we we talk about regularly don't we when I come on you know how we can sort of address some of the concerns and some of the issues that the fan base has got around just being able to get, you know, shirts and Everton merchandise in, whether that be in stores or online or whether it's be to, in, to improve the distribution sort of internationally. Um, there's a communications group as well. I think it's been one of the areas where, you know, we've really tried to, 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 to enhance sort of the communication with the fans, be a bit more proactive. Uh, I mentioned the podcast is, you know, is one way we do that. We do that every month now. So, report on the meetings that we're having with the club and, and try to keep people updated on that, you know, because we're pretty conscious that people don't really want to read formal minutes that sort of sit on, sit on the website. There's only a, a, few, a few people, I think that are very interested in that. Um, and then obviously, you know, from, you know, the, you know, the other area is, is obviously around international. So myself and Joe were the first international representatives, you know, just over a year ago. So, you know, we've put a lot of a lot of work into, you know, how can we make sure that the, you know, the international fan base and and their voice was has, has been heard. And, you know, we've, as you know, we sort of did that survey about a year ago now and that threw up a whole load of issues that we've been able to take back to the club and make a series of recommendations on. Um, you know, and what's been positive is is that they're listening to that. And you know, I think I'm sure we'll go on to talk about this um in a little bit but you know some of the things that we've seen in relation to retail uh you know in relation to how can international groups be better supported abroad uh, are things that are really coming to to bear fruit now you know partly through some of the events and you know some of the the projects that we've, we you know we've been we've been dealing with so so look I, I think it's a really great forum i think the other thing obviously is is that we seem to say this quite frequently but you know we're, we're a pretty critical point of sort of our club's evolution aren't we uh, obviously, with with the approval of the stadium now, you know, I think that's you know provides a real opportunity to act as a as a catalyst, certainly sort of off the pitch. So, you know, I think the opportunity to to be part of that, um, you know, is a really exciting one. And look, we're really open, and we want to make sure that as many parts of the fan base are represented as as, as possible. Uh, you know, and I think you know, as I said to you earlier, what's what's been really good is that. You know, I think you know we've proven that we can continue to operate in a in a difficult environment, and certainly from an international perspective, that 
um, you know, I hope people feel that, you know, their their voice has been has been heard and actually the club's been seen to act on, you know, on some of the issues they've raised. Well, in your particular experience, I think it's really important. I mean, you've been able to see it now from kind of start to finish for for a longer period of duration. I mean, do you feel like they're more engaged from an international standpoint as opposed to kind of when you started? Because I think it's obvious to most casual fans even that you see more of it. So I just wondered how it felt like kind of being inside of it because you guys certainly were a driver for a lot of the initiatives. The Hummel one in particular, I think is really interesting, which I, I think the listeners would love to hear more about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think... I mean, I think it's fair to say that, you know, the club's been working on its sort of international strategy for, you know, for a couple of years now, um, you know, and again, I'm sure we'll talk about this a, a little bit later. So, you know, I think it was definitely sort of pushing in that direction, um, you know, and I, I would like to think that, you know, obviously sort of having, you know, myself and others sort of, you know, on their shoulders, sort of reminding them that there's a whole wider fan base out there that they need to engage with has, has helped in, in, in some way, but you know, I, I think what's been great about um, certainly the last 12 months and before I maybe talk about that, I just want to be clear that, you know, the supporter community out here has been evolving over a long, long time, you know, and I think, you know, the, the likes of David Kurtz and Marshall Lamb, you know, that the sort of were pioneers in in driving that fan, you know, that fan base and the network over a long, a long period of time deserve great credit. But I think that, you know, what what I think has, has really sort of come on leaps and bounds in the last 12 months is the way in which the community is connected together. Um, you know, as you say, um, Ryan, to, you know, just start sharing experiences, start sharing what works for them, what doesn't work for them. How are they driving members? How are they, you know, putting on events? Um, you know, what are some of the teething problems for some of the newer groups? You know, they're, you know, they're keen to understand, you know, what do they need to do to, you know, to maybe get affiliated with the club and who do they need to speak to and, you know, what does it involve and how do they go about it? And, you know, how do they get the communication channels open? So bringing the community together, I think, has allowed people to, you know, to share some of those experiences, good and bad, to, you know, to, to, to help each other. And, you know, we've talked about this before, you know, we've now got, I think there's nearly, nearly 45 sort of clubs, a mixture of affiliated, non-affiliated supporters clubs right across the, uh, the country that you know are connecting daily um, on some of these issues, and and that was to be honest with you where the Hummel thing came about. Um, you know, you know that retail has been an issue, and certainly official sort of retail merchandise from the club has been an issue for a long time, and is something that you know we're continuing to push with the club to see if we can try and find some solutions and improve that. But you know, as a result of a little bit of the chatter within you know the WhatsApp groups and what have you, we you know we just sort of came up with an idea well look you know is there something that you know we could do as a collective uh to see whether you know we could have some of our own branded sort of official Hummel gear um as you know all the clubs have got their own crests some have got some great designs uh and as you know it's something that you know we can you know promote within our membership and also I mean obviously when things are a little bit bit more normal you know we can we can get out there and promote and sort of be ambassadors on the ground in you know in our own way um, so that just started with a simple sort of, you know, conversation with Hummel USA to say, is this something that you might be interested in? Um, and it evolved. I mean, there's other clubs around the world that have done this. I think, you know, and the Emerald Island Toffees have done it. I know the Singapore supporters have done similar arrangements, but I think it's the first time that, you know, a, a collective of supporter groups have come together for something like this. And, you know, Hummel were, you know, extremely receptive. You know, they saw, you know, the value of it to them, obviously. 
Um, and, and then it grew from there really. And we, you know, we evolved the program. We, we, we tested it. Um, you know, they, they obviously launched a website. I think we've got 35 clubs a part of that, um, that program. Now there's a, you know, a, an initial range of, of gear that's already out there. And then, you know, we also sat down with them and said, well, look, you know, what else can we do to benefit, you know, maybe, you know, a couple of charities. And I think as you will have seen, you know, a proportion of, the spend goes to Everton in the community um, and, and Hummel have also agreed to, to make a donation depending on the number of uh, number of items that are sold up to a certain threshold. So it's been really popular, but, you know, we took this to the club as well, um, sort of said to the club, you know, this is something that we think is, you know, is, is a good idea. Hummel are on board, you know, their distributor was on board. So, you know, is this something you prepared to, you know, to, to, to work with us on? And, and they did, uh, they recognised, the value of that, I think they the thing that they really liked was it was that it was supporter led. Um, so and there it is. I mean, I think you know you can see on social media people you know occasionally will tweet their oh yeah you know yeah. their their zip jacket or their you know their t shirt yep. or whatever depending on what it is. So yeah, I hope um, I hope it continues. So I think I think the next phase now is um, you know what happens from now. You know, can we get new ranges in? Can we do maybe a few bespoke things and continue to to grow it so we can all show off our our own little bit of Everton wherever we live in the US. Might need an American Toffee podcast something, James. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been amazing to see to see the progress and and I think Hummel have been such good, even though the relationship hasn't been established for all that long. They've been such a great partner, seemingly to. Th- for the club from the get-go i mean i think most fans would agree they knocked the kits out of the park and then just that level of supporter engagement really shows that they they understand the ethos of everton um but just to uh i guess keep in the same vein of sort of international engagement and expansion we did have this big announcement today coming from the club which is seemingly a continuation of their announcements back when we had the james rodriguez signing the media Big media spend, the Times Square, the Miami, the announcement of the uh, affiliate club program. And I guess as an extension of that, the club announced today that they've hired uh, Jurgen Manka, who's the former CONCACAF chief commercial officer. Um, and he has a team out of based out of Miami called Pulse Sport and Entertainment. Um, and they're going to essentially be working to build the club's presence across all of North America and uh, Tony, what do you uh, make of this development on top of all of the the other things Everton have done over the last year? You know, the Fanatics news, um, the, the continued brand partnerships, the U.S. and Spanish speaking social media accounts. And then, you know, we know very well, of course, friend of the show, Tim Howard being appointed as ambassador, which seemed to be kind of like uh, he's the, the favorite starter. Tim the Howard's kick, the yes. favorite. Uh, sorry, Tony. Uh, you are. You are, you are you and you and Tim are tied for first. <laughs> Look, I it's I think it's really encouraging. Um, you know, I think you know the around the signing of the Hammers announcements, I think we saw a signal of the intent from the club, didn't we? And you know, it, and it talked about how it was going to evolve its strategy and sort of build a base in in North America to serve the North American and South American markets and you know, as you know, it it already introduced, I think, uh, you know, its pilot um, affiliate academy programs in a, you know, in a, with a few clubs in the US. So, you know, we knew that it was sort of stepping up its its progress. So, yeah, I think today's announcement, um, and also that you know the announcement around USA Live is, you know, is a, you know, is the the sort of next sort of level progression in that. It's the next phase and evolution of that international international strategy. And, you know, it's it's really encouraging to see the different elements of that, you know, coming together and. You know, obviously, you mentioned Jürgen there. He's he, you know, it looks like he's going to be, 
you know, principally focused on sort of building those strategic partnerships and, and you know, and getting the sort of the, the brand out there and, you know, really sort of helping leverage some of that commercial growth. Um, but what, 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 what's also really, I'm really pleased about, and you won't be surprised to hear this is that, you know, the club recognizes that, you know, as well as sort of going after maybe some of the, you know, the newer markets and, and the newer sort of business and commercial opportunities is, is the role that, embracing and involving the existing fan base has got to play in this so you know you guys have both got experience in this you know people will sometimes choose soccer teams and you know they might want to choose a different one tomorrow so you know what's going to be really important is to make sure that first of all you know we embrace sort of this brilliant existing network that already exists um but then also you know if we are sort of bringing sort of new people into the Everton family you know we've got to you know we've got to try and keep them as well so I'm really pleased to hear him make some very clear statements today about you know how you know sort of you know the the existing fan base is core to any growth plan so that dead, dead encouraged by that the other thing just to mention as well is you know, I think the club structurally has has sort of made some advancements as well in terms of how it's going to actually manage this, you know, this expansion. So, you know, it's pulled together now a, a newly expanded sort of international team, uh, you know, within the club. Uh, Jürgen's obviously going to provide, you know, senior counsel and be part of that and leveraging his experience of being chief business officer at, you know, the likes of Inter Miami and some of the other sort of senior roles he's had in and around soccer for quite a long time. But this international team now will sort of work alongside some of the existing team in the club, you know, in the, in the marketing and the commercial and the, you know, the, the, the fan engagement teams to really bring this together and have a strategic focus as well. My understanding as well is, is that, you know, the club's going to be directly sort of employing, you know, business development people as well. So, you know, from that perspective, it's, um, I just think I just think it's great. It's 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 really encouraging to see the next steps being made, and you know it's it's really excited the fan base in in the US for sure. A lot of people don't realize too. Jurgen's currently still, I, I believe, um, deputy general secretary. At least he was at Concacaf for a while, and prior to that, he was director of marketing and communications. So he's got connections well beyond the US too. He has it pretty much throughout the region. So. Uh, him and his organization have the ability to branch. I know the initial strategy is focused on North America, but you start thinking about that link and maybe the potential with Grupo Pachuca, which yes. is another link where we have from a footballing link too. And things are pretty, pretty exciting. I, I mean, how much involvement did you guys have of this or is this kind of on the separate business side? I mean, did you have any hints this is in the works? Uh, well, we certainly knew that they were recruiting. Um, so, you know, that was something that the club sort of, you know, to be honest with you, I don't think there was any secret in that. They announced that they yeah, were, yeah. you know, they were going to be opening, you know, an office in, you know, of, of some form and then they needed someone to, to leverage that. I think one of the things that we did talk to them about was, you know, uh, it's a little bit related to the point I just made in terms of, you know, how do you make sure that as part of any growth strategy, you sort of don't lose the core of what Everton is. Um, you know, so getting the balance between, you know, what Everton means to people, what actually what attracts Everton, um, you know, to the fan base, you know, we've talked before, haven't we around, you know, why people choose Everton and there are some really common themes around, you know, that, that, that sense of, you know, belonging connection, you know, being part of a family. So, you know, I think that, that, you know, that, that was something that, you know, that we fed into. I mean, the other thing as well is, 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 is that continued emphasis on, you know, let's not, let's not forget, um, you know the the network that exists already, um, and you know I'm you know and I think that the club have, have acknowledged that and responded to that. I mean, their involvement and collaboration on things like Hummel and. 
the way in which sort of Everton Live USA has come about is is a perfect example of them being prepared to embrace that principle and listen to listen to some of the ideas and and not just listen but actually then then act on it as well. So I think that's really good. I mean, look, you know, uh, there's a limit to sort of what we can influence. So you know, this was obviously a decision the club made, but uh, you know, I think being able to leverage his network. Um, you know, not just, you know, from, from Mexico originally as well, you know, it is going to be really important. So, but having a presence, I think here, um, you know, sort of really does provide a little bit of a catalyst to, you know, to accelerate the plans that the, 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 the club's making. The, the other thing that they've, they've also announced today is um, as well as trying to extend the existing Academy affiliate program, which they've still been doing during the pandemic, albeit, um, sort of remotely, um, they they are also going to launch a series of soccer camps. Uh, I think it's across fifteen states in the Midwest and, and northeast of the state. Something that hinted at before in the shareholders meeting, but you know, I think the idea then is is to sort of trial this and then develop the program so it actually covers the whole of the country over the next number of years. Am I too old to attend the soccer camp? <clears throat> I, do you know what I think? I think, I think there should be maybe like a, a special, you know, a special sort of registration for for, for podcasters. We could do yeah. like the fantasy camp, like the old guys camp that they yeah in yeah certain places. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you just don't want the the medium sized jersey. Is that really what you're going for? That's what I need. Yeah, I really need that youth uh, youth XL, which will <laughs> fit me perfectly. No, I- it's, it's really interesting, though. Um, you know, we talked a little off air with Tony about how difficult it is to pilot kind of that program without kind of the hands on aspect of it. But I think it'll be very interesting to see how well the camps are received. I don't want to say the market's saturated, but in certain places it's definitely not. So it'd be very interesting how they go about kind of selecting the destinations for those places. Um, hey, if they. Show up any around, anywhere around me. I'm sure my son would love to do it, uh, but you know, we'll see how that goes. It's exciting, though. I mean, yeah, you know, it's going kind of from zero to sixty pretty fast. But um, it, you know, there's so much of that now in the United States for those of us that, out there that don't have kids and don't see it. Um, it's nice to see Everton jumping in. I don't think it's too late either. Yeah, I think you're right about the the soccer camps. It will be interesting to see how that evolves. Um, you know, and I think you know again. You know, we've heard stories and I know this from, you know, from my own sons that, you know, sort of play, you know, with a local team and there's, you know, I think Barca is one of the local sponsors and there's partnerships, you know, with with some of the other clubs. I think even the other team that we do not speak about, I've got a presence here where, where I live as well, but, you know, the feedback is really variable. You know, I think some of them just sort of stick their branding on it and sort of, you know, let it run. Money grab. Exactly. Money grab a lot of it. Uh, Barca is a yeah. little more heavy. I only know that because, you know, we have, you know, we, we, we partake in Northern Virginia's Barca Academy and they, they at least like method of play and footballing do the full bore. But yeah, most of the time it's, I know yeah. some guys that run clubs, it's a money, money grab for the most part. Yeah. So look, I think, you know, that that's an opportunity for the club to differentiate itself from, you know, from some of the others. And I know that it's partnered with them um, community, community athletic solutions. So, you know, they're us based, you know, they know how this works. They'll know, They'll have insight into, you know, what you know, what other clubs and other academies and other soccer schools are doing. So, you know, hopefully that'll be, you know, bring a little bit of additional um, yeah, as I say, insight to to how Everton can run and succeed. So, but I'm really looking forward to it because they're going to be in the Midwest. So um I, I think I am too old and I'll net I'll definitely <laughs> I definitely won't fit into a into a youth XL, but um hopefully my son's gonna can get involved in that. 
Fantastic. Yeah, it's just really great to see all the progress that's being made. And I think that actually segues quite nicely to our last subject and perhaps uh, most immediately actionable by all of our listeners uh, subject. And that is the announcement that came out the other day of the first ever, I guess, North American or American Everton uh, event. Uh, Tony, I know we talked about this quite a bit in theory. We mentioned uh, the potential for Toffee Fest, and though it's not an in-person event given COVID, I think this is going to be a really exciting uh, opportunity for Blues around the country and in, in, I guess, Canada as well to get involved and see some uh, and hear from people that are very closely involved with the club. So the latest is that uh, Abdullah Decore will be making an appearance. Marcel Brands will be making an appearance as well as of course, Tim Howard, the most famous American Evertonian. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, how, what you know about how this came to be and uh, what blues can expect in terms of uh, when they need to show up and what's going to be going on? Yeah, great. Um, we, um, well, I, I, we've talked again on here, haven't we? About you know, I think the club was was trying to get out here last season um, before the pan, pan, pandemic occurred. Um, so it, you know, it's it's had it's had that ambition to get out here, and obviously, it would have done a whole series of sort of fan events as part of that. Um, but actually, in terms of how some of the thinking and sort of ideas developed, again, this was another example of something that came out of the um, supporter league community. Um, you know, we threw around, you know, the idea of, you know, and again, this sort of it changed direction a number number of times over the last sort of 15, 18 months as, um, you know, as the pandemic has, 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 has sort of, you know, gone in different directions. Um, but, you know, we were talking about, you know, what what would, um, you know, uh, an event look like in which brought, you know, Evertonians together from all over the States and, and Canada to, you know, sort of celebrate Everton. And we talked about it on here, I think maybe, even 18 months ago, actually, as a, as a concept, you know, I've seen Arsenal have done it, a few other clubs do it, Celtic do it, um, you know, so we, we sort of started to think about what, what might that look like, uh, what would we do, how would we do it, where would we do it, uh, who might be involved, um, so we, we sort of threw those ideas around, and then I think we quickly realised that, you know, there's a point where, you know, this wasn't going to happen, certainly physically, um, you know, for obvious reasons. So we sort of shifted gear a little bit and said, well, hang on, you know, maybe there's a way in which we can do something that's virtual, that, you know, that still reaches out, that still involves, you know, the club and the supporters clubs, um, you know, and, and, and find a way of working it through that way. So we, we actually took that to the club and said, you know, what do you think about this? Here's an outline of what we think that we could do. And as I said earlier, they were extremely receptive um they they liked the ideas they asked us to sort of pad them out obviously they had their own ideas Ooh. uh you know of things that they could integrate with that they've obviously got the international strategy that they're you know evolving and keen to to advance so it was a case that you know we, we had a common interest and that then resulted in you know we formed a little working group of of, of different supporters group leads and you know they were sort of working on different concepts and, and what have you. And that's fed into, into the creation of the program, which, which looks really exciting. So there's going to be some interactive sessions, as you say, with Tim, um, with Tim Howard. Uh, I think the other name's Marcel. So I know he's a favorite of both of yours after listening to the, to, to the last pod. Um, and also um, uh, Abdullah um, uh, Dukure is also confirmed as well. 
Um, so fans will get an opportunity to interact live with them. Uh, you know, once they sign up on on the website, I think there's going to be a few other surprise guests as well uh, coming along. There's going to be a little bit of fun. There's going to be a quiz, um, you know, with prizes and I think possibly a raffle. With you know, again, with contributions going to Everton in the community. The other thing is, is that the club's engagement team is doing a session with the supporter group leads to get some feedback on what's working, what isn't, what ideas, you know, what can they do to sort of support, you know, some of the, the, the you know, the, the growth and engagement and improve some of the communication. So they, you know, they're using this as an opportunity to, you know, to engage with, with, with the fans there. So look, it's, it's really exciting. It's sort of, you know, feels like it's something that we've been talking about for a long, long time. And what I hope is that, you know, this now becomes the platform now for, you know, an annual event and, and hopefully next year, you know, we can, you know, we can all meet together in, you know, well, obviously I'll be, I'll be, I'll be lobbying for Chicago, uh, but I, I suspect it might be Miami. It is centrally located um, in defense. It yes, is, it is. But it's certainly it's not cities. as warm. It's certainly not as warm as Miami. Indeed. That's a fair point. Um, so, yeah. So look, I think, you know, it, and it, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's going to start at um, 11 a.m. Um, Eastern. Uh, and it's going to be a, you know, a five hour event. So it's going to run throughout the day. Um, it's sort of obviously the content is targeted at, at sort of the US fan base and or North American fan base. But the club's going to make sure that, you know, some of the content that comes out of that is, um, you know, is made available to the broader fan base as well. Um, so it's great. And I think they've trialed some of these concepts as well. So they did an event with Sligo Rovers recently. Um, you know, as part of that sort of affiliation partnership, and you might have seen the the watch along they did with the um, the Colombian followers as well, which you know just completely took off on social media. And they, I mean, the numbers yeah, behind that were just—I couldn't even believe. I thought it was made up. I was like, "There, no way. There's no way that's the number. It's incredible." Yeah, yeah, no, it was. It was. Um, it was great. And and, and they chose a. I thought they were pretty brave actually because they chose the derby. Um, as yeah, the yeah. you know was the one to do, and then you know, as we know, that could have gone either way. But um, what a what a great what a great gamble that was! It really you know really Amazing. great. That. Yeah, but yeah, I think I mean I think it created something like you know seven point three million video views, or you know some something like that. So so look, you know that again, they're, you know they're, they're testing some of these concepts, but you know again they've been working with the you know the supporters leads in developing this um, you know for for a short while, and and, and it's happening. So. Um, I think it's great. Big thing for me, though, as I say, is that this now becomes, you know, this is the start of something that is an annual event that, you know, we can all all get involved with. And the communication is so much better now. It's really amazing. It's it's kind of funny as much as you don't want it to be during COVID time. It's amazing the resourcefulness of especially the Evertonians in reaching out to each other. I've definitely, strangely enough, never felt so connected to so many different people that I have not physically met yet. So, uh, yeah. but it is, I mean, you really do. I mean, whether it's you all doing it, Tony, or, or maybe us collectively, I know it's something that we almost talk about every single time we've, we've discussed is, you know, the club ethos and pushing that out. And it's amazing how it really is pretty well reflected through places that are just culturally totally disparate. You know, the United States is filled with so many different unique, almost subcultures in a way uh, people that haven't spent too much time here don't appreciate kind of the distance and the cultural geography a little bit, but it, it's, you know, it's like talking to the same person all over the place. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, honestly. Yeah. I think that's been, you know, I, you know, I've obviously living away from, you know, from, from my home for the last number of years. And, you know, we've talked before about, 
sort of, you know, what Everton means to me and how much it is as part of my family. And, you know, I'm not afraid to say, you know, I think, I think the connection during the course of the last 12 to 18 months, you know, through the, you know, through the the COVID-19 period is, it does, you know, gives you a lift, you know, to know that you, you've got this connection with so many people that all, you know, we're all pulling in the, in the same way. Um, It's fantastic. And, you know, at times it's sort of, it's sort of really helped. So, you know, I think we've got to. I think we've got to embrace this now and look. You know, if we can get things moving again on the pitch as well, I think. Uh, I think there's good times ahead. But it's a good. It's a good time to be an Evertonian in, in North America at the moment. And a good time to be an Evertonian uh, across the world. Maybe not. You know, the the hopes for Europe this season still on, but perhaps dwindling. But I think all of the stuff that's going on off the pitch will only continue to improve and and with that we've talked about at length on this show about the progress that's being made uh in terms of the backroom office and uh making sure that everton can mimic the off pitch success with on pitch success and i think the future is very bright for uh fans abroad and locally so uh be sure to definitely tune in on saturday everyone that is uh listening you can find the link on the either Everton in the USA Twitter, it's on the Everton site, wherever you want to go. And just wanted to give a big thanks to Tony, as always, for joining us on the American Toffee podcast and providing us with the latest and greatest updates from uh, the world of the fans forum. Thank you, Tony. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks for, for having me back on and, and also uh, keep up the good work. It's, it's great to have so many different sort of channels and outlets that can keep spreading the word about Everton. So, uh, you know, keep up the good work, gents. That's what we're here to do. And with that, folks, thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, give us a rating and a five-star review, preferably, and a comment or two on your podcast platform of choice. Be sure to check out all of our social media stuff uh, at linktr.ee slash USA Toffee Pod. Join our Discord, uh, invite.gg slash ATP, and we'll be with you guys next time. And until then, up the toffees.